The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. This is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. It is an honor and privilege to be able to come into your homes each and every week with the living word of God. Today, I began a new lesson entitled, Are You Growing? Not only is it a title, it's also a question. Are you growing? Praise the Lord. The scripture talks about growing up in God in many different places. So it is the desire and the will of God that we grow from infant stage to full-grown adults in the kingdom of God. Paul puts it this way. Paul says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, thought as a child, and reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's time for us in the body of Christ to grow up to full, mature people of God so we can push God's assignment and God's agenda. Praise the Lord. Now, stay tuned. The lesson is going to be a blessing to you today. And I'll be back after the lesson with some more exciting announcements. God bless you. 1 John 4, 17. Say, I'm there when you're there, please. Okay, it says, Herein is our love made perfect or mature, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Say that with me today. Say, uh, as he is, so are we in this world. Say it again. Say, so, so as he is, so are we in this world. So scripture says we are to be like Jesus when? Now. You know, a lot of people are looking for us to be like him when we get to heaven. And that's right and good. But what about now? Scripture says we can be as he is right now. And then other scriptures, uh, other scriptures complement that. That talks about the same works that Jesus did. We would do also and greater work still. And so the idea or the desire of God is is that we, the body of Christ, do the function or function like Jesus was still here. You got it? Because he's, he's, he's in the heavenly places with the Father, but what was on him is on us. What is in him is in us. And so therefore, we should be able to do exactly what he did right now. But we have to grow into that. Because it just doesn't happen automatically. You just don't get born. You don't get born again. Then all of a sudden, the next day, you act like Jesus. Oftentimes, we act the, the absolute contrary of what Jesus did because we hadn't learned some things. We hadn't learned him. We hadn't been instructed in some things. And we hadn't grown because we were still infants. But the idea is not to stay infant. The idea is move from milk to meat, from infant to a grown person, from immaturity to maturity. You got it? And that's our assignment this year. Shout out, I'm going to grow up on purpose. I'm going to grow up on purpose. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to grow up accidentally. I'm going to grow up on purpose. Praise God. All right. So now, now that we know now what growth is all about, now that we understand why God wants us to grow up, and we understand that Scripture commands us to grow, okay? God, God, the Word of God commands us to grow up. 
Got it? Now, what do we do with all this? What do we do with all this? Because I, I don't want us to just have a bunch of information. I want you to have information which will then turn to revelation, which will cause you to be what you know. Got it? In other words, instead of knowing what to do, let's just be what we know. So if I know I'm supposed to be grown up, let me grow up. Got it? And so today I want to just um, talk about what do we do next? What do we do with all this information that, uh, that we receive during these, uh, this particular series? Uh, what do we do with all that? First, let me make this quote. What you tolerate, you won't change. Did you hear what I said? I said, what you tolerate, you will not change. Got it? So in other words, there are some things in your life, there are some things in your acquaintances, and there are some things in your friends that you tolerate. And your toleration of that doesn't, uh, opens you up to the same actions, and it won't allow you to change what you tolerate. Oh, example, oh, you, might, you might, be, um, might be more familiar with this. For example, you might tolerate some stuff in your house. You might tolerate, you know, uh, dirty clothes on the floor. Uh-oh. You know, shoes all over the place. Dishes piled up in the sink. Uh, Y'all saying no, but it, we don't live with you. <laughs> See, you can say no all you want up in here. We don't know no different. And we're not going to follow you home, but you're like, no, 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 not me, no. Okay, just listen to me then. Just listen to me. You might tolerate that. It might be three days that you, you know, before you wash the dishes. Some of y'all looking straight ahead, though. Some of y'all looking straight ahead. And if you tolerate that, you won't change that. If you tolerate allowing yourself to look any old kind of way, you won't change it. And check this out. And then you'll get an attitude with someone who talks to you about what you tolerate. Oh, I ain't, oh okay. Oh, Lord. Come on, talk to me. You ever been there? You know, because you, you know, we all got our way of doing things, and we all have our level of toleration. Okay? And so whatever we tolerate, we're not even looking to change it because we've allowed this space of toleration that it doesn't bother us. And if it doesn't bother you, you're not going to be motivated to change it. And then when somebody says, oh, man, you need to do better with that. Now you break, you, now you break down with an attitude and act like, why do they have a right to tell you what to do? But ain't nothing, and then think about that, you're just being challenged to come up on a level. But because of what you tolerate, you don't want to deal with it. Hello. Ha ha ha. Praise the Lord. You tolerate certain language out of your mouth. You ain't going to change it. You tolerate certain ways people speak to you. You won't you won't talk to them about changing. So whatever you tolerate, you won't change. And for for too long. Ungodliness. Has not been enough of an irritation to most of us. To make us change. Oh, it's quiet in the house. Paul wrote, Paul says, he says, uh, now I'm paraphrasing, ungodliness vexed my soul. In other words, it, it caused his soul to be twisted and tied 
because of ungodliness. And some of us are just so comfortable with ungodliness. We celebrate ungodliness and just like, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just here to have a good time. No, you're supposed to be a change agent wherever you go. I was, the other day, I was waiting on, my, uh, waiting on our vehicle to get uh, finished up. So I was sitting there talking to a guy. He had a nice car. And so I was like, hey, man, it's a nice car. And uh, I told him, you know, I didn't know anything about the car. I said, I think that's about a 2002 model, isn't it? And he said, yeah, you're exactly right. That's a 2002 model. I said, man, that thing is clean, man. That thing is clean. And so he was telling me about the story about his car and how he had uh, allowed his wife to talk him into trading it in on the SUV and, and those kind of things. And, and the, the thing about it is he wanted that car back as soon as he traded it in. And uh, it was a couple of years before, uh, before he could get it back. But what happened is he said, I'm going to get me another car just like the one I had. And he went and searched on it, searched for the car, and he actually found his exact car for sale. And so he hightailed it down there and bought the car. And so he, had, he got his original car back. And so he's sitting there, and in this conversation, he's, he's cussing. He's cussing. Yeah, why y'all looking like some of y'all be? Oh, Uncle Pitch over here. Yeah, he's, he's cussing, you know, you know, uh, you know, because some people are, some people have that built in their vocabulary. I mean, to them, it's just another word. To us, it's like, oh, my gosh, where it should be. So, you know, I'm here and I'm like, I'm like OK, uh, all right. So I, I'm kind of locating them and whatnot. And he said and then he, he opens the door. He says, do you work here in town? I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You know, sometimes you got to let her just open the door, you understand, just open the door. And I said, yeah, I sure do. I pastor a church here in town. He's like, his eyes got big like that. He says, oh, forgive me of, of my foul language. And so, we, you know, we continued the conversation. Then his car was done. He, he left off. But, um, you know, <laughs> I, could have, I could have very easily disguised who I was and what I did, and just be comfortable around what they were saying. But see, that, that, my, very, my very mention of what I did caused a change in that situation. Now, it'd be something different. You know, he, he got down there and started talking, and he was cussing, and I just cussed back. Yeah, and I'm blank that, blank that, I'll tell you what that, blank that, i tell you, I know exactly what you're talking about. What you do, I'm a pastor. I mean, no, it wouldn't have changed the situation at all. And so sometimes we're so, so, so comfortable around ungodliness. We have friends and acquaintances we hang out with. We know, we know they participate in ungodliness, and we celebrate it, and we talk them in. We congratulate them on Facebook about uh, ungodliness. <laughs> Ain't nobody saying nothing. Yeah, we congratulate them on Facebook. I, I, I'm just so excited, da, 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 excited about ungodliness. You're supposed to be standing against it, not for it. And so what do we do with all this information that we have? Because y'all look like y'all want to go there today. But anyways, <laughs> what do we do? Let's talk about some things here. The first step to growth is renewing the mind. Romans 12, verse number 1 and two says, I, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your what? Reasonable service. In other words, it's the least that you can do. 
Then verse number two says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And so the Bible tells us that we are not to be shaped, fashioned, uh, pressed into a mold by the world. Because the world has a way of doing things, God has a way of doing things. And so if we're going to grow in the things of God, we have to renew our mind from what the world tells us to do to what God tells us to do. And the way we do that is we get into the word of God and we begin to allow the word of God then to renew or to change our mind. Glory to God. And so the word transform simply means to change into another form. And so when the scripture says, be not conformed, be not fashioned, be not shaped, be not influenced by the world, but be ye transformed, changed into another form by the renewing of your mind. Was the, the, the restructuring, the, the, uh, the reprogramming, the refinishing of your mind. Because we all came to God with worldly thinking. I don't care. You can't get around it. I know, I know, you, want, I know you want to uh, uh, think that you had it all together, but we all had a worldly thinking when we came to God. And if, if we keep that worldly thinking, we won't be able to grow to the place or to the fullness that God has for us. Now, I'm not saying that you can't grow, but what I'm saying is you'll be limited in your growth. Your growth will be stunted in the things of God if you adopt to keep the world's way of thinking and instead of renewing your mind to the things of God. Are y'all hearing this? And so renewing your mind then again means to reprogram, to, uh, to refinish, to renovate. Listen to this statement. Renewing the mind opens the door to the knowledge of the word which allows us an opportunity to change because of it. I'll say that again. Renewing the mind opens the door to the knowledge of the word, which allows us an opportunity to change because of it. See, you can't change unless you know there's another way of doing it. If you, are, if you have blinders on and you are focused only on one way, you are not able to change because you're, you're, uh, you're, you're one-sided. And so until another way of doing is presented, how can you change what you're doing? But now, me renewing my mind opens myself up to another way of doing some things. Because I don't know about you, I found out that there was a lot of things I was doing, it wasn't right. Can anybody be honest today? No, just a few folk, just about four or five. Okay, great, glory, glory to God. All right? Yeah, I found out that I wasn't doing it right. But you know what? I didn't know I wasn't doing it right until the right way showed up. Because if I never found out about the right way, I'd have, stepped going, I'd have kept going the wrong way. Because truth be told, I thought the wrong way was right. This is how you do it. I do it because that's what, that's what they told me or that's what I've seen. Or that's what I, I, you know, embrace or interpret it for myself. Because, you know, we all have our own agendas. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end of it is what? Destruction. Got it? But so now, renewing my mind opens the door to the right way. And now, I have to now examine and judge the way I'm doing it to the right way. And then be willing to change if what I'm doing is not right. And see, that's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I don't get saved and then I'm automatically just like God. No, I have his nature. I have his character. But my actions are still based upon my worldly thinking. 
So I now got to choose to lay down the world's way of thinking, pick up, exalt the mind of God, renew my mind to that, and now my life would change from this to that. And notice my position, because the world's way keeps you low. God's way brings you up high. Y'all follow me? Boy, I, I never forget we had the opportunity to ride in, uh, in the helicopter to, uh, from Charlottesville to, to Manassas. Normally it would take, you know, hour 15, hour 20 minutes, depending upon how you drive, <laughs> which way you go. But on average, come on, talk to me, on average, hour 15, hour 20 minutes, right? And so we take off in Charlottesville, and we cut across, and we're in Manassas, under 30 minutes. Say, so that's the will of God. <laughs> so it sat down, we sat down in the airport, and the transportation service was there, pulled up. We got in the back of the car. It took us to the church where we had to go, and then we uh, spent some time at the church. Transportation brought us back to the helicopter. We lifted back off, and we was back in, uh, we was back in Charlottesville under 30 minutes again. We left here at 10 a.m., went to, went to Manassas, came back, had a church service, it was a memorial service, spent some time with the family, was back in Charlottesville in our office by 2 o'clock. Hunch your, hunch your neighbor, that, that sounds like the will of God. <laughs> Why do I say all that? When you're driving, you're subject to the masses. Now you got to stop at red lights, stop signs, you got to ride behind slow drivers, you got to... Oh, talk to me now. And I don't know what it is. I-64, they got to get some new signs on I-64. This is a little side journey. They have to get some new signs on I-64 because it never fails. It never fails. Y'all tell me. Please tell me. Help pastor. Tell me. Help pastor. Why do slow drivers drive in the left lane? Can y'all help pastor? Help me. Didn't they tell you in driver's ed, slow traffic, keep right. Anybody feel me today? So I roll up, I roll up behind them, you understand? I roll up behind them. I get over close to this side so they can see my headlight. I get over close to this side so I can see my head. So at least they're looking in their, in their side view mirrors if they're not looking up. And then and it. So I got to get in, in the slow lane to pass somebody that's going slow in the fast lane. Anyway, I'm, I got that out of my system. Whole point of me saying that is that when you're driving, you're subject to the masses. And so now you have to stop at red lights. You have to stop at stop signs. You have to get behind slow cars. And so now you are subject to what others are doing. And you're subject to a system that you didn't have any choice in making or uh, setting up. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't have a choice of where to put the red light. You didn't have a choice of where to put the stop sign. You didn't have a choice of whether it had two-lane roads or four-lane roads. You just have to be subject to it. But boy, when you, when you lift, off of, lift off of the, uh, the earth and you get above that system, whatever that flight plan, whatever the flight plan, plan is approved, that's what you can take. And so instead of going like this, we just had a straight A to B, Charlottesville and Manassas, and didn't have to stop at one stop sign, 
didn't have to stop at one red light, didn't have to worry about any slow car. We were just looking down like, ooh, that's a lot of traffic down there. <laughs> and we kept on going. I say all that, say that, is that when you, when, you, uh, when you endeavor to change and renew your mind to the ways of God, it lifts you from this system and allows you not to no longer be subject to when they tell you to stop, when they tell you to go, how fast you can go. No, you're now subject to now the path that God has ordained for you, and you can go from point A to point B in an accelerated fashion because you're not subject to the system that's below you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so that's the whole thing. That's why you want to take your mind, allow your mind to be the mind of Christ, because it elevates you over the world. When you have the wisdom of God, the mind of God, the, know how to do it God's way, it avoids pitfalls. It avoids shortcomings. It, avo it, it avoids lengthy stays. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The psalmist says, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow. It doesn't say camp out. And see, if you, if you allow yourself to be subject to the world system and don't re renew your mind, you have to camp out a while in this system and, and hopefully they'll let you go. But boy, when you elevate your mind and renew your mind to the things of God, begin to get the word of God on the inside of you and grow to that, boy, they, the world can't stop you. The world can't stop you. Hunt your neighbor and say, the world can't stop me, man. The world cannot stop me. They might have limitations on others, but there's not going to be any limitation on me. Because I'm not subject to this system. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I come from somewhere else. Amen. I was talking to my uh, mother. She was uh, doing some stuff on the computer. She said, there's a virus that's, that's supposed to uh, affect the whole world. I said, it won't affect me. It won't affect my house. And I declared, no plague shall come down in my dwelling. Y'all can fool around with it if you want to, but I ain't fooling around with it. Come on, talk to me. I said, talk to me. So if you don't watch it, some of y'all be like, oh, Lord, I wonder when it's going to reach America. I don't care because it's not going to come to my house. Amen. It's got to stop at my property line because mine is the kingdom of God. Amen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why we, we choose not to participate in the flu seasons and cold seasons and all them allergies. No, we choose not to participate. We don't participate in the recession. We don't participate in anything the world says. I don't participate. Help yourself. I ain't participating. Oh, see, y'all looking at me funny now. But where that comes from, that comes from renewing your mind. But because for that, you'd be like, oh, I got to buckle down. No, man, I'm rising up. Because I'm not subject to the things of the world. I'm only subject to what my God says. But see, I, you have to grow to that. Day two after I got born again, I wasn't talking like this. I had to grow to this. And how do I grow to this? I grow to this through renewing my mind. Second, second thing here about what we need to do now. First step was renew our mind. Second is we got to make a decision to grow. You have to make a decision to grow. Say that with me while you're writing or, or, uh, or typing. Say this. Say life is, is choice-driven. Choice say it again. Life is, choice -driven. Life is what? Choice. What are we saying? We're saying that your life is driven by the choices you make. So the choices you make is the vehicle your life rides upon. Got it? And so now your choices will determine what destination you arrive at.
Got it? Life is not, uh, what is it, uh, come, 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 come what may or whatever. It's not, life is just not, you're just not floating around in life and you end up at a place. That, that's incorrect. No, you end up at a place because of the choices you make before you get to that place. You got it? So life is choice driven. So now I got to decide to grow because I can become numb to the fact that I need to grow. And I can become numb to the fact that others are challenging me to grow because I don't want to grow. And some of us have the attitude that people need to take me as I am. Now, I understand that. Yes, we take you as you are, but please don't stay as you are. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Come, all are welcome, but we don't want you to stay exactly the way you came in here. The first time I met you, I don't want you to be that way all the time. I want you to grow. I want you to be better. I want you to be around me to make me better. You hear what I'm saying? To have, have, a, have an interest, have a desire on the inside to be the best me I can be. Because there's only one of me. God only made one of me. He only made one of you. He broke the mold when he made you. Come on, talk to me. There's none other like you. You might have some people look like you. But there's none other like you. And so you might as well be the best you, you can be. But that comes with a decision. Praise the Lord. I told you that today's lesson was going to be a blessing to your life. Now, listen, I wasn't able to put the entire series on today's broadcast simply because of a limited amount of time. But what I've done is I put the entire series in a four CD or four DVD set to get into your faith library. You know what? I really want you to get this message. So I've drastically discounted the price. And so you can get a four CD set for twenty dollars plus shipping and handling or a four-DVD set for $30 plus shipping and handling. And we'll rush it out to you so you can hear this word over and over again. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can't get everything in one setting. You can't get everything by hearing it one time. You need to put it into your hearing over and over again so you can receive the revelation and the knowledge that comes from the word of God. Now, the Bible says we should grow up. And sometimes we need to be challenged and we need to have instructions on how to do just that. And I'm telling you, the lessons in this series would do just that. It will draw upon the potential that you have on the inside of you, that potential for greatness, and cause you to want to do more for the kingdom of God. So call that number now, write us and let us know, and we'll rush this out to you. Four CD set for $20 plus shipping and handling, or four DVD set for $30 plus shipping and handling. And boy, we'll get it out to you and your life will never, ever be the same. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television admissions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. Log on to www.fccintl.org or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by and become a Life of Faith partner today.
You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.